What's going on, Skytown? Welcome to another edition of the Skyhook Podcast. My name is James K, and right now I'm about to be doing an emergency podcast by myself since my co-host Chris Pennant, he's at Roller Derby. We got some breaking news that came in, which I think you can tell by the episode title. And I just got to get some quick thoughts out there about this seismic move for the WNBA landscape that I think has already caused so much of a stir. I think it's fair to say that. I think anyone who even isn't on social media could probably guess how people are reacting to this whole situation right now with Candace Parker. So at the top of this, I'm just going to say Chris and I recorded a podcast a couple days ago talking about the Dierica Hamby situation with her alleging the abuse that she dealt with in Las Vegas and we were going to release that but then I got a message from the sky about how Nadia Rawlinson was going to be introduced as the next Chicago Sky operating chairman and co-owner that I was going to then post something actually pretty similar like this to that episode and then some things happened that you know we'll I'll keep off the air that now led us to not being able to post that podcast and now have me right here talking about what you all came here for, which is to discuss Candace Parker's move to the Las Vegas Aces. She's heading back west to join the reigning champs in 2023 to form a super team that will consist of four former number one overall picks. It is insane to think about how loaded the aces are going to be next season but i'm gonna stay away i'm gonna refrain from talking about them honestly because i know that they are the big name here i mean again this is candace parker to the las vegas aces i don't really want to think about what they're going to be like in 2023 as much or talk or give them kudos for adding a player like candace parker when we have some unanswered questions from, you know, that we need from them about Derrica Hamby's situation. So I really am just going to focus on the sky in this podcast. And I think that is important for reasons that we don't really need to get into right now, but Candace Parker going back West, forming a super team with the aces and leave the Chicago sky in kind of a similar situation that we, I mean, we already knew what the sky situation was even before this move was made. And it is the first domino to fall in free agency for them. But again, it just pushes them in a couple of the different directions or just pushes them to think about what the future can hold. And there's really three options for the sky right now. It is the team can find a way to retain Courtney Vandersloot, maybe try to use some of their draft capital that they've accrued to try to bring in another veteran, try to build around Kalia Copper, maybe try to get Azrae Stevens back into the fold, and try to go after another championship. That's one option. Second one, they can try to retool and get ready for the 2024-2025 season and just try to stay competitive next season. And the last option would just be completely tearing the house down and, again, just try to rebuild around Kalia Copper or maybe even trader, which I think would be such a mistake. And I don't think the Sky are considering that just given where they are as a franchise, but we don't even have to get into that right now. I'm just going to let you know, 
I wouldn't bet the house on the sky going for another championship in 2023 after this move. And this is just my own opinion. I'm not including my own reporting in this necessarily. What's about to come is going to be one of the hardest parts James Wade has ever had to play as the head coach versus James Wade, the general manager. And as a head coach, I mean, you want to go for it every year, right? James Wade has said, after I've won my after I've won that championship, I'm already thinking about the next championship. I mean, you gotta love when your coach has that mentality. And any coach out there that doesn't feel that way, it's probably a problem for the team they coach for if they're just like, yeah, you know, we don't want to win right now. We're just gonna focus on development and this. No, you can develop and try to win at the same time. I'm not gonna push my own agenda at that point. But on the other side of this, we have James Way, the general manager. And every general manager in the position that they hold, you have to figure out how to balance the short and long term. And you have to know when you have to hit the reset button and just punt and go for maybe, again, it doesn't have to necessarily be a rebuild, but just retool when you know that it's not necessarily going to be the easiest road to go after a championship in 2023. I really think if you are the fans, you just have to trust James Wade here to try to make the right decision. And he's proven that he can make the right decision. He has made some tough calls, man. He's made some tough calls when they've been necessary. I think about punting on Shyla Heal after drafting her, what, in the first seven picks in the draft and having to, in the middle of the season, after all the visa issues she dealt with, after not having a training camp, after her immediate struggles having to release her to make it work for a team that was ready to win now. And he got a lot of shit for that, but guess what? It ended up being the right move because this guy ended up getting, finding their backup point guard and Dana Evans and Lexi Brown. And again, it didn't make, it didn't feel like the right move at the time for some people. I mean, I said on this podcast, I thought it was the right move because we don't have to get into that child was getting picked apart, but Again, don't have to get into that too much, but he's made some tough calls. He has also made some trades that have improved the team in the long and short term, and I would be interested to see how some of those moves, like, again, bringing in Julie Alamon last year, I know that the three-point numbers were pretty much, like, cut in half for where she was at in 2020 when she finished that season, and James likes to bring it up, about how she was the greatest shooter in WNBA history from a statistical standpoint after that 2020 season. Maybe Julie comes back into the fold as well. Maybe more on that later. But all I'm saying is that James Wade has made some moves and has improved as a general manager. That should make Skytown feel a little more comfortable in this situation. And let's just go back to the idea of a rebuild for a second because I know everyone's counting the sky out right now. And I understand that too. I do understand that. And even I don't believe that they're necessarily going to be able to go after a championship in 2023 without Candace Parker. But is it really rebuilding when most of the team is free agents anyway? Like from an optics perspective, is it's not like the sky are choosing to let go of Candace Parker, like the Los Angeles Sparks essentially, right? 
they're not choosing to let go of CP. They're not choosing to let go of Courtney Vandersloot, Azrae Stevens, Emma Misum, and so on, right? Those players are free agents who can choose their own dest- like destiny in free agency. The reasons for leaving, if they do, I mean, are they're not contingent on the sky telling them to fuck off, right? I couldn't think of a better way of saying that. Like, they're not telling these players that they don't want them within they don't want them coming back because I do believe that if you have a choice to make here by bringing all four of those back, you're probably bringing all four of them back, but it's not like they are choosing to rebuild. Like this isn't the same situation of Candace Parker, not feeling respected by Los Angeles and then finding a different home out in the Midwest. Okay. Like the sky and Candace, are, I don't believe they're on bad terms by any means, okay? Like, there's a reason why she took a meeting with this guy. And you also have to think about this from an ownership perspective, right? The guy just added to their ownership group. I mean, if you haven't heard, Nadia Rollinson, the, someone who used to work at Slack, one of the main executives at Slack. I think the, to be less sloppy here, Nadia was the chief people officer, I believe, is the official title at Slack someone with a great background, hopefully we'll be able to talk with her soon, but they just added her to the fold where they now have, they can actually build off of the momentum that they've had by having this financial cushion with Rollinson here to help in that regard. And they clearly want to make a splash, right? Because you don't make in addition to ownership, even if it is days before players can sign with teams, it, it does feel like a really odd time. Felt almost a little rushed, quite honestly. But again, who knows about how everything everything went down there. But from a PR perspective, you just added ownership to try to build off the momentum that you had. Rebuilding completely and trying to trade Ka, who by the end of this free agency period could be the face of the franchise. If she isn't already, it just doesn't make a ton of sense. It doesn't. And that's why I really do think retooling seems like the way to go here. And I just can't emphasize this point enough. This isn't your grandma Chicago sky team from five, 10 years ago. All right. This is your slightly older grandma <laughs> Chicago sky team. from Like right now. I mean, she's a little more arthritic. But she saw her team win a championship because of the culture that was built here since Wade took over the franchise. So this team has already won at the biggest stage. It's attracted some of the best talent the league has ever seen. And all of that is because of the culture that was set in place. Obviously, when you have the culture on top of having players like Courtney Vandersloot and Allie Quigley and you know, Diamond to Shields, Azrae Stevens, and having the hometown aspect of this with Candace, obviously, that's you got to factor all that in for why Chicago was able to land some of these free agents. But at the same time, it is the culture. You don't want to go to a place where you're going to have a miserable summer. And James Wade, in his short time in the in the WNBA as a head coach, has already proven to be one. He just won Executive of the Year. Boom, already one of the best executives. You have someone who is a, a coach of someone who won coach of the year, could potentially could have been it last year as well. And then all the winning that's taken place since then. All right. It's not the same way as it was back in what 2016, 2017, when 
the big time stars are out of town. All right. Like the sky have won a championship. They've shown that when they do win, that the city is going to be behind their back and they're just not all places are going to be like that in the WNBA. There's, this is a big market. doesn't feel like it at times, but this is a big market. And if you, if I really had to choose between having culture versus having the most talent, I think I pick the culture every single time. Like there's a future to be looking out for and there's hope and optimism there compared to when you just have talent. I mean, that is such a lightning in the bottle type of moment where you can, you have all this talent, but it's about keeping the talent there. So I think there is a future where the Chicago sky can raise another banner. And I just don't think that it's going to come without Candace, Candace Parker's leadership and two-way ability. I don't think we can stress the importance enough about how you have Candace on the floor as that unofficial assistant coach, calming everybody's nerves, making sure they're making the right adjustments. I mean, she's brilliant. She's a calming presence on that team or was a calming presence on that team. And I just think that when you lose an emotional leader like that, it's really hard to recover immediately. And a lot of what this guy did ran through Candace and Courtney. And on that note, I mean, it does kind of feel like Courtney's time in Chicago's coming to an end. I, I hate to say that, man. I really, I've, I can't tell you how much joy I've had covering Courtney Vandersloot over the last few years. But when you look at this situation as a whole, and how the aces are just so stacked now. Again, not going into it. And I wanted to hear more from that organization about Dierica before again we even just talk about how amazing they are. But I do believe Courtney wants to win more than anything. She told me what in 2021 about how important it no, 2022, excuse me, about around this time last year, just about how important it is to play with great players. And I think the way that she can do that is by honestly her and Brianna Stewart going to the Liberty to try to take down that stacked aces team. I mean, it's so hard to just say that again. I, I stressed, I stress this to Chris too. Like this isn't 2k. It isn't 2k. This isn't just moving pieces around and everything all just comes together because of how it looks on the court. I wish it was as easy as that sometimes, because it'd be easier to report on, but this emotional factor as well of Courtney leaving it it's probably going to be hard for her and she's built a home here in Deerfield and the franchise has adored her but as a competitor you're looking at the landscape of the league right now and how the aces not only just took their rivals two-way superstar but again, they've also taken that superstar and are inserting them into their starting and closing lineups. If you're looking at this from Courtney's perspective, do you think that you can win a championship in 2023 if you come back? Or do you think you have a better chance if you even go to New York or if you go to Minnesota or if you go to New York with Brianna Stewart or if you go with Brianna Stewart to Minnesota? I don't think I, I think Seattle is not the best option for her as much as that would be exciting for storm fans. I've seen a lot of you push that back. I can push that out there that uh, 
you know what? I'm not, this is a tough podcast for the sky, not the storm. I'm, I'm going to leave them out of this. We don't need to share the misery right now. If you're looking at this, it's Courtney Vandersloot. Do you really want to have a moment later on where you think, what if, as a competitor, do you want to have that moment later on when you're in the rocking chair, staring out into this, you know, the, the skyline, wherever you're at, just thinking about your career. Do you want to have that moment where you're like, what if I had just done this? What does my career look like? What does my legacy look like? To me, there are less what ifs leaving the sky than there are if Courtney were to stay here and not maximize the last few years of her physical prime, you know? Um, to me, it makes more sense that way because it's just going to be really difficult for this team to kind of bounce back immediately after losing someone like Candace Parker. And if you, I mean, just looking at how things are looking overseas, Emma Miesemann, I mean, if I had to bet, I don't know, um, my cat, I'm sorry, Kiki, I don't mean to keep you in this, but if I had to bet my cat that Emma Miesemann was going to play for, like just play in the WNBA in 2023 versus her resting in the first part of the WNBA season playing in Eurobasket for team Belgium. And then maybe just kicking it the rest of the summer. Like I think I picked the latter more than anything else. Again, if I have to bet my dearly beloved cat on the situation, I just don't think there's enough to cobble together, but the sky have also been quiet in free agency that I know the team has not wanted to talk about free agency to the media and it wouldn't surprise me that when we see all these reports about Courtney, like there's mutual interest between the Liberty and Courtney Vandersloot about going to New York. She's taking meetings with Minnesota, Seattle, and you know, I mean, the sky as well. You have, I think the Sun Times has reported that Ezra Stevens has league wide interest. People flew to Turkey to go talk with her. I think part of that could be too is that the sky are being tight lipped here. And while losing Candace Parker, I mean, there's just no percentage in that, honestly. I mean, you, you there's no percentage in saying that the team is better off without Candace Parker. I mean, it's just not true. They are clearly going to drop off at least a little bit when you lose someone like Candace. I mean, I I don't I think that's very fair to say. The sky have been tight lipped, man. The sky have been tight lipped, and we don't know what's Cooking. I know Ari Chambers reported that Erica Wheeler has interest in joining the Sky. She was just, I mean, she being Erica Wheeler was just with Ka, I think, for some photo shoots. So maybe there's some recruiting going on there. Who knows? But all I know right now, Chicago, in some way, shape, or form, it's going to be okay. All right. It's going to be okay. I don't think the situation is as dire in the long term as it, it seemed like five, 10 years ago, man. Like, I hope you feel it too. I hope you feel how much this franchise has really transformed over these last few years because something just switched when the Sky won that championship in 2021 and they can't bank on that magic forever. They can't, you know, next season they're not going to be wheeling out the championship trophy before every game. Those, I mean, that time is now over, I mean, I mean, no, that time is over, you know, heading into 2023. They're not, they're not bringing out the Aces trophy in 2022. So 
I'm just saying it's I think that this situation might not be as bad as you think when you consider all the factors around what the next couple years might look like. Winning's fun, man. Winning is fun. Winning a championship, especially in that 2021 year where that regular season wasn't as fun or gracious to everyone in the team. I just don't think that this situation necessarily has to be. I mean, honestly, it might be a little bittersweet to see like an era come to the end. But man, there's something to be said for some of your new your the newer Sky fans out there to also now be a part of something new potentially. And I'm all and I'm just saying all of this even before the Sky have even signed a single free agent. Okay, maybe they pull off something that we don't see coming. Don't count this team out, but. I'm just saying it's going to be okay, Chicago. It's going to be okay. But on that note, I just want to thank you all for tuning into this late night edition of the Skyhook podcast. If you can take a few seconds to rate and review the show, wherever you get your pods, that would really, really help us. We have a new sponsor coming on this next episode. So, you know, as much support that you can give us, we would really appreciate it. Um, And if you want to reach out to us or even hit me up after maybe saying some ridiculous things on here, though, I felt pretty tame during all this, considering the circumstances. (laughs) You can hit us up at the skyhook mailbag at gmail.com. Mr. AJ Johnson, we got to your mailbag in the last episode that we recorded. We're probably going to end up releasing that sometime in the next couple of days as well, even after doing this emergency one. But hey. We answered your mailbag questions. We loved it. And we appreciate anyone who does reach out to us in the mailbag, which again is the skyhook mailbag at gmail.com. One more time, that is the skyhook mailbag at gmail.com. And if you want to find us on social media, our link tree is in the episode description. Hang in there, Chicago. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Thanks again for tuning in.